Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat. Coming to you live on Wednesday afternoon. The Packers are back on the practice field. We've heard from Matt LaFleur, but now it's time to hear from you fine folks, Packers fans worldwide, because that's what we do here, devoted to Green Bay Packers fans across the globe. And, uh, you know, the whole David Bakhtiari thing bubbled up again in the press conference. He will not be practicing today. That's part of the plan. Whatever the plan is, it clearly worked on Sunday, David Seemly coming out no worse for wear, although we'll see how the week progresses. And playing at an extremely high level, obviously very uh, promising. Good to see. The other injury note from the floor is that Jair Alexander is, quote, day to day. Um, but it sure sounds like both given Matt's response and the reporting around the injury, sounds like the Packers won't be dealing with yet another very serious long-term injury with Jair um, but it will most likely keep him out this week would be my suspicion. That's just guesswork on my part. Um, hello to everybody in the comments. Hope you're all doing well. Good to see everybody. Sorry, I'm having to go a little early today. We do have Packer Transplants live coming up uh, at 5 Eastern. So I hope you guys will be back for that. Corey and I breaking down the game from Sunday, looking ahead and taking our spinner on the blogosphere as we always do. Always a good time. Hope you'll stick around. 5 p.m. Eastern. Crack open a cold one and enjoy uh, the musings of two guys who like to think they know something about football. Speaking of cracking a cold one, uh, if you are coming to the game on Sunday, do not forget, you can stop by the Plaza Pit Stop three hours before kickoff, and Corey will be there, and you can have yourself a Carry the G. And if you're a Patreon member or a Carry the G club member, remember, just show it to Corey on your phone, and he'll buy you one. So great time, great stuff last time. Really looked like Corey and company had a great time. Wish I could have been there. But three hours before kickoff, the Plaza Pit Stop outside the Rush Center. Be there. Corey will be there. Carrie the G will be there. What more do you need? Uh, what's up, everybody? How are we all doing? Uncultured starting us off with a super chat. Good episode of Beer and Ball, Nags. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for listening. Always a good time talking uh, with Billy. Uh, it's a whole, uh, whole other aspect, whole other world. Love talking to Bill. Uh, we kind of just hit it off when we were on the radio, and we wanted to extend it to the podcast. So thanks for listening. Jeezy Baby, thanks for the super chat. When we get in coach back on transplants, patience, patience, young grasshopper. It'll happen. It'll happen. Usually, I mean, traditionally, we haven't done it until the second half of the season. So I would suspect later in the in the year. But it'll happen, most certainly. Wait, this is live? I caught a live cat. Hello. Yeah, I had to go early today, so. Maybe that's it. Maybe because of the early hour, you've caught a live one. Caught a live one here. Can't wait to see some carry the G when I come up for the Jets game. There you go. There you go. The Jets uh, are going to be catching the Packers coming off their London game. Got to think that helps New York in that instance. But uh, interestingly enough, the Packers announcing a little bit ago, a couple hours ago, they'll be wearing their classic uniforms, the uh, deep green throwbacks that they wore last season. They're wearing them again this year, and they'll be wearing them against the Jets. Caleb Rain, thoughts? I love it. Thoughts? Just thoughts. So many thoughts. Uh, was a little surprised about how Aaron Rodgers rated his play as compared to you. He was pretty pleased. That's fair. I mean, he definitely delivered the ball up and down the field in the first half. Uh, second half, I would have quibbles. That's why uh, he's a four-time MVP, and I'm an amateur blogger. 
Darren, do we stick with both running backs on the field together going forward? Uh, Darren, I'm glad you asked that. I'm going to be talking about that with Corey on uh, Packer Transplants. So make sure you catch that episode later today. Um, in a word, yes. But yes, make sure you uh, catch it because I definitely want to address that a little bit a little bit later. Good afternoon, homie. Bum, the Packers aren't being played on TV for the second straight week. I need to move out of Oregon. Ooh, Oregon. Man, brother. Yeah. Um, for Packers games, get yourself Sunday ticket, man. You can get it pr pretty cheap now uh, online as a streaming service. It's still DirecTV, so it's still problematic. But uh, that's your best bet. And that way you can actually see the game rather than having to watch whatever Fox throws your way or CBS or whoever. Uh, Travis, Rob Domofsky said that Clay Matthews would have loved to end his career in Green Bay. Do you think they made the right choice at getting rid of him when they did? Oh, yeah, 100%. No question about it. I know he went to L.A. and had some uh, some productivity. I think a, a, some of that was uh, mostly due to scheme and or the presence of Aaron Donald drawing so much attention. Um, but, you know, there's a reason Clay didn't play much past that. Always better to get out a year too early than a year too late. Clay is an all-time great Packer, no question about it. The second all-time sack leader, not first. That's Willie Davis. Look it up. Um, but, you know, he he was definitely towards the end, and it was time to move on. I have zero issue with uh, Brian making that decision at all. Thoughts on Tampa Bay's new blocking style, the headlock. There were, it was, I just saw somebody put together kind of a, some kind of uh, clips of all the times that they basically put those guys in headlocks, and there was quite a few. I know the one got called, but there were like five or six others. Clearly, the Packers rushers making life miserable for Tampa Bay up front. Hopefully that continues uh, against New England. Uh, the game is going to air on CBS at 425. Yes, Shadid, but not for everybody. That being said, Dobbs, 1,000 yards, eight tutties. Ooh, ooh, somebody's feeling confident. Uh, one big productive game, and all of a sudden we're talking about big numbers. I mean, I get it. I love it. I think he absolutely has the stuff within him necessary but we shall see hey thanks do you have any history with bill michaels yeah i used to be on bill's show all the time um just now that we're with iheart makes it a little awkward a little difficult to hop on other i get asked to be on a lot of different radio things but you know we have a partnership with iheart and 97.3 the game and i try to keep that um you know my other appearance is somewhat limited uh, i'll do a one-off every now and then i was on bill's show I think last year at some point, but um, for the most part, I like try to keep the radio stuff uh, at 97.3 the game. But yeah, Bill and I go way back. I know Bill pretty pretty damn well, I would say. Um, Dobbs and Watkins will fill Adam's shoes. It will be both of them becoming a threat. Cobb will step up and become that deep threat he was previously. A lot going on there, buddy. Um, first of all, Watkins is out for at least four weeks. Well, now three weeks because he's already put the one game in. But So three more weeks until he can even be considered to be brought back. And who knows if that'll actually happen. Uh, as for Cobb, I've never really considered Cobb a deep threat. Now, he can be productive and add lots of yak, and he can certainly be productive. But, uh, yeah, deep threat and Randall Cobb, probably not two things I'd put together too much. <laughs> Let's see what else we got. What else we got? Oh, do, do, do. 
I usually watch the previous days during my lunch. Happy surprise today. Well, Kat, I'm glad you could see it. What are your thoughts on keeping Rasul on the outside on Jair in the slot? I like Andy Herman's idea of doing that on obvious passing downs. Yeah, I think I talked to Andy about that this offseason. And I know Andy's kind of trepidation about working Jair inside full time was, you know, holding up against the run, the physicality. I just think you can make more plays if you put Jair inside. And I'm not talking just as a cover guy, but also, you know, rushing the quarterback, affecting the game. You're closer to the ball. You're closer to the line of scrimmage. I just think there's more ways for Jair to shine if he's asked to play inside. Now, maybe, I don't know. I, I think he's expressed a willingness to do so, but maybe the Packers are wary of uh, guys' smaller frame, et cetera. And they like the idea of Douglas inside because of how big he is. But, man, you saw it on that opening drive. You give that guy some quick twitch two-way go, and, yeah, he's probably going to struggle a little bit. And those are a lot of the, a lot of the times those are the guys you're going to find inside. I think Razul looks like an absolute natural on the perimeter. And I think he really came to life this past week when asked to do that because of the injury to Jair. I don't know. It's a tough, you know, it's a tough, uh, you know, kind of set of bowling balls you got to juggle there. And uh, I don't envy the Packers staff. I mean, you paid Jair and you paid Razul. You got to get him on the field and you're not taking Stokes off. So it's, uh, to my eyes, yeah, it's probably best if you put Jair inside and have Razul on the perimeter. But we'll see how often that actually materializes. Ryan, thanks for the super chat. Do you think the linebackers will blitzing more Sunday with a backup QB on the other side? Not necessarily. Um, you know, Hoyer's seen everything. I mean, he's not Tom Brady, but yeah, <clears throat> but he's a very, very well-traveled veteran who, you know, you're not going to be able to show him much that he hasn't seen. And that doesn't mean he's got the physical capabilities or the superstar ability to do what a Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers does, but He's going to know the structure of the offense. He knows that system, and he's going to know where and when to get the ball out, where his outlets are, when to check it down, etc. So I think that doesn't mean they don't blitz him, you know. But they've got a full week of preparation. He's, you know, undoubtedly going to be ready to go, whatever the game plan is. So I don't think it's a case of, oh, you know, they've got a backup in there. Let's just blitz the hell out of him or pressure the hell out of him. I think you do so at your own risk, just because, like I said, he's a vet. And he's seen it all. William, thanks for the super chat. Are you seeing improvement from the offense? Well, not in the second half of the last game, I'll tell you that. Um, but yeah, the the first three series, a hundred percent. The efficiency there, their ability to move the chains, um, spreading the ball around. I think there was at some point there was a graphic that showed they had hit seven different receivers by the end of the, I think, the second drive. Um, that's the kind of offense they need to run. You know, they, they're not a home run threat kind of offense. That's just not who they are, not who they're going to be. Um, but the more they can kind of spread things around, utilize those running backs, obviously need to run the ball a little bit better. I think Matt has, you know, clearly made mention of that a few times this week. Um, but yeah, I think you saw essentially those first, you know, handful of drives, how this team should be operating. And Things will change when if they get Watkins back. Obviously, Watson getting back will be a big factor as far as his speed, athleticism. That may may bring an aspect of a downfield threat into into the equation a little bit more. But I mean, the efficiency at which they operated those first you know openers, those first three drives, that's the I mean, God forbid, that's the blueprint. That's how you want it to look. It's just hard to do that throughout the entirety of a game. Worried about the Patriots? 
I worry about no team. If it's the Patriots, if it's the Bills, if it's the Cowboys, I don't worry. Why worry? Does it help anything? I'll tell you what I, I do have a bit of concern about, and I just talked about this on Beer and Ball with, with Bill. Um, you know, classic trap game for the Green Bay Packers here. Big Coming off a big road win against an NFC opponent. Uh, at home, late start, gold package in the house. AFC team, not somebody you're overtly familiar with. All the recipe for a letdown. Big time. Historically, these are the types of games where Green Bay shows up and doesn't show up, doesn't get off the bus, forgets to wake up. Uh, Gold package, I'm looking at you. Big week for you. Big week for you. Do I think Walker is the real deal? You mean Quay Walker? Yes, very much so. He's still a young player. Still got a lot of improvement and development to go, but yes, I think he's the real deal. Bill Belichick says that Mac Jones' injury is day by day. We'll see Mac out there on one leg. Okay, Bill. Well, of course, they're going to keep things under wraps. I mean, everybody in the NFL does it, but especially Bill Belichick. Uh, But I'll be very surprised if the kid goes. Nags, since Matt LaFleur asked you who he should play, do you think Torrey will ever play? Uh, Do I think Torrey will ever play? I mean... I think it would be probably down the line after a bunch of injuries. If that, you know, that were to occur, then yeah, I think he'll get on the field, but uh, I don't think he's going to get out there anytime soon. That's just guesswork on my part, but um, yeah, I, I look, I think I was surprised they kept him on the 53. I thought for sure that he'd be a practice squad guy. And I think that's where he's at developmentally. You know, the reason you've seen Winfrey come up a couple of times is because he's played in the system for three years now, you know, Torrey's still a rookie and still learning and he's not, I'm sorry. He's just not as talented or good as Romeo Dobbs. I still think he's got a lot of developing to do. That's not a knock against the kid, but he's got a ways to go. Now he keeps at it, keeps working hard and he does get an opportunity and shows that he can handle it and they'll get more opportunities. And maybe he makes his way onto the field or even to the active roster. But uh, I just think there's a long way to go for that kid. M, thanks for the super chat. Last win as a start of new era where D wins games. I don't know, man. We've been here before, right? We've been, oh, hey, they're a defensive team now, and then the defense completely falls apart. But it's promising, very, very promising. In a day and age where we have consistently day in, or week in and week out, year in and year out, gotten used to Aaron Rodgers in the offense needing to win the games, essentially, to have a team that can win with defense and special teams, which they most certainly did on Sunday, that's exciting. It's good to know your your quarterback doesn't have to be Superman every week to win a football game. <clears throat> How many times can a practice squad player be called up? Good question, Steve. Uh, three times now. Uh, the new rule as of this offseason, you can call up a practice squad dude three times, and if you want to do it a fourth time, you have to sign him to the 53. So meaning that Winfrey has one more time that he can be called up before they have to sign him to the 53-man roster. Um, I know uh, Patrick Taylor has been called up once, so he has two more times, etc. <laughs> Matthew, New England, Old England, Clam Chowda, don't care, packed by 20. I'm not sure that Clam Chowda rhymes with, but anyway. 
Uh, I'm looking forward to working truck stats again this year. Year eight, my first game of the season will be the Jets game. Truck stats. Oh, that Alex, that's cool. Part of the broadcast. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. Have a good time. No Devontae has allowed us to truly adapt to LaFleur's offense. Eh, somewhat. I mean, it's kind of out of necessity, right? The fact that you got to spread the ball around, etc. I mean, I, I hesitate to say, okay, this is LaFleur's offense. You know, there's still lots of concepts that they're running that kind of mesh with what Rodgers likes and what Rodgers preferred to bring along from McCarthy's days, etc. So, um, I mean, yeah, they, they're they going to uh, spread the ball around, so to speak. But, I mean, they fed Dobbs pretty well on Sunday. And it wasn't Devontae-like, obviously, but hey, he got a good deal of work. So I think there's always going to be kind of a focal point of the attack. You know, it's just a question of getting the other guys involved, which they did a good job of on Sunday. Uh, Nags, how does DeGuara fit in? Interesting question, Brandy. I think right now he's a role player. He's got to know his role week in and week out. It's not going to be different every, I mean, it's not going to be the same every week. Um, there, I think going to be weeks where he gets more opportunities and there's going to be weeks where you saw this, this past week where he's like, you know, going to motion and trying to root out a defensive end. Um, I don't know if he's ever going to be that number one target at the tight end spot. And it's always going to be Tunyon as long as he's on the field, but you know, if there if there's a week where they feel that they can get an advantage by utilizing him either out of the backfield or in a slot capacity, you know, trying to get him down the seam, et cetera, I think we may see a, a game or two like that. But for the most part, it's going to be a week by week thing. Like this is a week where we have to utilize him like this, or this is a week where we have to utilize him like that. And I think that's his uh that's his role right now in this Packers offense. Transplants tonight. Yep. Dawson, five o'clock Eastern, four o'clock Central. Packer Transplants Live will be kicking off. Why is Tyler Davis getting so much playing time? Because they like him. He produced. What's wrong with that? I'm, I'm mystified. You know, he's, he's playing pretty well. He's doing what's asked of him. He's, you know, again, we're talking role players. He's playing his role. Nothing wrong with that. I'm down for it. Uh, what else we got? So miss a stud tight end. I guess, man, I don't know. I always loved the two tight end stuff back in the day with uh, Jackson and Chamura. Obviously, the Packers have been up and down in that uh, at that position for a long time. But, you know, I think the last really truly gifted stud tight end they had is Jermichael Finley. You know, and that obviously helped open up a lot for the offense. But with Aaron over the like, second half of his career, really, you know, almost avoiding the middle of the field, I'm not so sure how much a stud tight end would open up this offense. I mean, Aaron certainly will throw it um, to whoever's open or whoever he trusts. There's no doubt about it. But man, I don't know. A stud tight end feels like. Um, I wouldn't say wasted, obviously. You want talent at every position, but just I don't know if the Packers would get the most utilization out of that, that you know, having a stud at that position. Um, maybe, you know, a matchup thing, you split them out, get them to go one-on-one, et cetera. Yeah, I could see it, but for the most part, they've done pretty damn well winning a ton of ball games without one. 
Nice. Do you think based on results so far that this D can be a top five defense? Y'all are obsessed with top five, top, whatever, top, top three, top two, top one, man. I don't know. They just need to beat the team across from them each and every week. At the end of the year, we'll see where they sit, but um, do they have the potential? Sure. Absolutely. But there's a long way to go. Injuries can strike at any time. They already are. It's as I said, all summer, it is very much one thing to sit there in August and look at the depth chart, look at a team on paper and say, oh yeah, that can be top five. It's a whole nother world when you start sustaining injuries because the injury rate in the NFL is hundred percent and seeing how you adapt and you develop throughout the season as a group, utilizing some depth, utilizing guys, maybe who haven't played a whole lot, etc. That's the key. That's a big, big part of it. And uh, like I said, we've just started to kind of scratch the surface of that. Now with Jair most likely missing time, etc. That will have a ripple effect. We've seen that on the offensive line and the offensive side. So, yeah, can they be a top five defense? Sure. There's such a long way to go, though. And there's so many factors that will play into it. Um, like I said, week by week, as Matt said today as presser, you look too far ahead in this league and you get your ass whooped. Let's just go beat the Patriots. All right, everybody, I'm going to have to get going. I can't thank you enough for hang, hang, hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor and hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great day. Go Pack Go.